Uh, this is uh, to my left uh, on my screen is uh, Dr. Timory. Uh, Dr. Timory is a sexuality educator and has uh, degrees as such. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yep. <laughs> I have a student that loves uh, to prove it. <laughs> yep. she's, she's, yeah, she's currently paying for an education. Um, and uh, I am also paying for an education, but I abandoned that to be a comedian. Thing is <laughs> that my comedy is well it has nothing to do with sex typically but i've had uh, aol for a very long time or i had it a very long time ago and uh i've seen far too much so that's why we put this show together i would love and if you still had aol wouldn't it week something <laughs> i still use the screen name that i used the most predominantly what's that i still use it in random places your but, aim uh, name my aim name yeah okay yeah but uh but that's it that's the last vestige the last time I heard of AOL was, oh, and Call Me Lucky, the, um, oh, it was a documentary by a comic dude, a big Boston guy, like the old dude, he just, he died too, I can't remember his name, but he was behind the um, big lawsuit that made AOL have to start uh, taking responsibility for the amount of uh, video evidence of childhood abuse that was being shared and uh, given or, or passed freely on their site, because his comedy uh, very wonderfully, um, broached that topic he was actually very open about it uh oh shoot bobcat goldthwaite directed it oh we'll fix it in post yeah it's gonna show up <laughs> right here uh something anyway um and we have a special guest this week yeah more importantly on an upper note <laughs> <laughs> we have a comedian a host and uh all-around wonderful person cassandra d is here with us this week hi cassandra Hey. Oh. Hey, how are you? Um, you know, I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> Doing the best I can. Yeah, I completely understand. That's a loaded question. Uh, now a century. Yeah. It's been uh, fun greeting people lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially because you can't just hug. It's typically in hard times. You just come here, bring it in. Like it just you don't have to say anything. But now it's like. <laughs> don't feel uh, the same i haven't seen any murder hornets like that's the only like you know we haven't yeah. we don't actually have those that's yeah that was, yeah that was it was over thing? inflated yeah yeah because it was like all northwest oh, it wasn't okay. even like they were going to be going to most of the u.s but it was like yeah. 2020 whatever right yeah so we <laughs> well, had that, that going thing for us africanized killer bees Right, they were, they, that was a whole thing, and it was in a particular co- area of the country. And they're like, "It's gonna spread because of global warming," because that's what we called it back then. It never happened. Oh God, I remember being seriously like afraid that killer bees were going to affect the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Because they like killing kids. Uh, yeah, because they 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 swarm. It's like it's not one sting. Like the sting alerts the other ones, so they would all swarm, and the kids were dying. And like, it, one of the techniques if you're getting swarmed by bees and you're 
have money is to run into a <laughs> pool, to dive into a pool, uh, because you know, you'll get underwater and they can't sting you anymore. But the Africanized bees, which it's a little problematic that they call them. <laughs> anyway, they were European honeybees that apparently, anyway, uh, <laughs> honeybees would uh, hover over the water. They were like, nah, you don't even get away like that. And it was very funny. But people that definitely sounds like some colonizer shit. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look at this savage trying to get away from us. Uh, yeah. Cool. Terrifying. <laughs> My takeaway is that I want a pool. <laughs> I've just been climbing on my roof so I can get sun, and it's like very scary and dangerous because I have to climb been... up a fire escape. <laughs> 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 and I'm always convinced I'm gonna fall. <laughs> so I understand. I want a pool. But you have I, to get sun. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna start getting repeat viewers who just want to check every week to make sure you're okay. Like, <laughs> like she fall. <laughs> well, you are, you're in heels when, anytime I've seen you on the fire escape, so that could probably be a thing. It, it is, it makes it extra scary, but when I climb up there, <laughs> like in the afternoon, I'm usually just wearing like flats or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just go read a book. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> sex. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, yeah, it's, it's DTF time. Um, yeah, let's do the fangs. So, bring up our very good slides. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, welcome. It's DTF at your house. Uh, as you can see, we are in your house. Uh, there were never this many people in my house. Um, yeah, nope. But, nope. you know, some people live this way. Multi-generational homes are the hallmark of the stratification of the rich and the poor. All right. Um, let's get to our first article. It's the fucking news, everybody. Woo! Yeah. So All this right. is a nice little doozy. Yeah. So this is a fun story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Boy Scouts, who have recently filed for bankruptcy in order to protect the organization because they have so many, hundreds, hundreds of lawsuits against them, uh, because of scouts who experienced sexual abuse while they were involved in the organization. And some of the abusers were scout leaders or maybe even other scouts or people that were somehow involved. Um, and that is probably a small percentage of the people who actually experienced abuse who are coming forward with lawsuits. Mm -hmm. um, but in addition to the folks who have already filed lawsuits, uh, there, is now, um, there is now a window in which people can still file lawsuits if they haven't already. And initially, the Boy Scouts wanted it to be like 80 days. Yeah. Because they're like, well, I mean, that happened to you years ago, so you should have already sued us by right. now. I mean, you know, they, they've, <laughs> they've always gone for the low numbers. But uh, it was extended, and uh, a, a judge ruled that not only did uh, the window have to be six months, but the Boy Scouts had to actively spend money campaigning to make sure that people who had previously complained had the opportunity to file a lawsuit. They had to reach yep. out to people. They had to yep. advertise about it. So we'll see yeah. what happens. We have this window. Yeah, so we're doing our part to yeah. uh, help out with that uh, outreach by letting people know uh, you claim a piece of the Boy Scouts, I guess. <laughs> Get some money for the incredible trauma that you and your loved ones have had to endure as a part of a fucking uh, homophobic organization. 
uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, it's, it's part of their bankruptcy claim. So, you know, yay, they're going bankrupt. But bankruptcy doesn't always mean closing. So, you know, there's still work to do. <laughs> so is the, is the Boy Scouts like the Catholic Church where it's like rampant? Or is this like, I don't know how many Boy Scouts there are to know what percentage hundreds might be. It's, I think that's a really good comparison. That's the thing that I kept thinking of, which is like these two organizations are both known for being overtly homophobic and saying, we can't have anyone in here who's gay because then kids would get molested, <laughs> which is like the most glaring like shell game ever mm-hmm. because it's clearly a problem. Um, any organization that has a ton of kids in it means that you're going to have people who prey on kids head there, Looking right? Any place in, that has yeah. vulnerable kids is going to have predators go that direction i mean predators play prey on the vulnerable so Mm uh it's yeah i think it's a really good comparison they also have other organizations where like adults are like we would like to spend time with your children but only the boys like and that i feel like is also a weird thing like i feel like the only people who look at children and divide them by gender in that way are people who are sexualizing them. Like, it's weird to be like, let's isolate this gender of children to me. I don't know. Right, I completely agree with that. I, yeah, it's like, why are you concerned about the genitals of this child? Do, yeah. do, like, all, every child should be able to learn how to start a fire, you know, yeah. because the world's collapsing, so they should all know. So, you know, but yeah, to separate them that way. But you know, what's funny is that uh, a year or two ago, we, we've covered this on DTF, we've covered the Boy Scouts a lot, which is one of those things where you have to go, hey, Boy Scouts, you don't want a show like us uh, covering you. We only talk about sex. You guys don't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, keep keep your names out of our mouths. But yeah, like a couple of years ago, they they added girls. They're like, it's the Boy Scouts of America, but we are now going to add girls. I don't know if the Girl Scouts... The Girl Scouts have always been much more inclusive. The Girl Scouts yes. not only always allowed openly uh, queer people, but they were they were the first organization for kids of this size to be like, if you identify as a girl, you can be a Girl Scout, too. They allowed uh, allowed trans folks in long before a lot of organizations. Yeah. So like, but they did as, as, cause you know, all of this news leads to less people putting their kids in these organizations, thankfully. Um, and so they've been, they've been, you know, losing money because it costs dues and you gotta buy a lot of crap. I was a Cub Scout for a few years. I still feel bad for my mom. Um, but to her credit, we used those sleeping bags for the rest of my adolescence. It was like, yeah, no, this isn't a, you went camping twice. No, this is now your blanket. <laughs> we are unzipping that thing and you're sleeping with it. I don't care. Um, so there's that. But uh, they've been losing money. And so they added girls as a method to like try to recoup some of that money. But, you know, they they um, did too much bad. So now it's all coming back. I want to uh, say like boo-hoo to this um, limit on it. I, I think, yeah, especially when it comes to like childhood abuse because of the far-reaching effects of it, like to put limits on uh, when one can file, when one can seek legal recourse kind of sucks. But I, I get it, like in the in the spirit of, of the law and uh, 
the idea that one can repay a, a debt to society. Like at some point you have to be like, they did it. We know they've been punished. It's done. But yeah, I, I don't know if it's like change the law, but like, I feel like. So yeah, there's like two different elements there that, because there's like the, the window in which you can file like uh, a legal case for um, criminal charges. Mm -hmm. And an interesting thing that happened is in some states, they extended the window because of COVID. So like if you had um, an abuse allegation from years earlier and you wanted to go to the police with it, some of the cases are just too old. You can't come forward. Um, but COVID actually was a reason that, for instance, like New York State extended, which is fascinating in and of itself. But then this is also because of the bankruptcy. And it's just a matter of like, they're going to figure out how much they pay out right. based on how much money they have. Yeah. So if you... If you file now for a lawsuit, they'll know how much money they have to dole out. But if you file a lawsuit after they've done all that, then the amount of money that they have will be different. And so I think that's also part of it. And it's like, yeah, it sucks, but it's just like, at some point it becomes a math thing. Yeah. So like, what is the argument for the statute of limitations and sexual assault even existing? Cause like statute of limitations on murder doesn't exist because yeah. we're like this is a horrible thing and if we mm -hmm. get you 70 years from now you're going to jail for that mm -hmm. but like why is not like why is like does anyone know why sexual assault does not also have that unlimited i would guess it's because there are far fewer judges who actively commit murder <laughs> yeah far less judges and legislators that uh have participated in a murder and uh, their friends have also done that murder. Uh, sometimes they high five and drink about it later. And so uh, <laughs> they, they want to make sure that people can get away with it as long as they're their friends. I think it's probably the case. I mean, from the, from the defendant's standpoint, it's like, how long ago, you know, like, come on, get over it. Don't you have your own kids now that you abuse because you're angry about it? Fucking leave me out of it. <laughs> you know, it's typically the, the answer. But um, yeah, there's no good answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. And it's also like, why, especially why would it matter given how few people actually do come forward? And when people do come forward, how often does that lead to anything? And then how many rape kits just don't get tested either? So it's like, there's that. It seems like maybe yeah. there's a whole system-wide problem that we're, we're not really taking it seriously. It's like right. sexual assault, like a lot of times people don't realize it even happened until so much later like if it happens mm -hmm. as a child sometimes they're like oh shit like like 35 years old like i didn't know that wasn't normal like that that wasn't okay right and you people know if you were murdered right <laughs> like yeah well, nobody's ever like what's going on with jim here <laughs> like he hasn't moved <laughs> in days like <laughs> yeah so i just feel like it doesn't make hold sense hold on that priest murdered me two decades <laughs> ago <laughs> been a ghost this whole time <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those kids and that dog <laughs> yeah so oh. you know yay they're going bankrupt <laughs> and also yeah uh i'm very sorry if you're watching this and this has been in any way a triggering event uh I, that sucks i apologize that that happened to you but you have until november 16th to get your dough so you better file a claim write a letter um there are i in just searching for this picture i found um 
many ads use it on the search engine that were like, hey, do you have a claim? File a claim. You know, it was like that. So it's like the it's, new it's, mesothelioma. Yep. <laughs> do you, are you having problems breathing every time you walk by a church? Call this number. You know, it's like <laughs> that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really good point. Like, also, if anybody is listening who, you know, has been pondering what to do about seeking some kind of justice or whatever, you have a much better chance in, like, a civil lawsuit than you do going to the police. So uh, the burden of proof is different, yeah. and lawyers treat it very differently. So if there is any organization or individual that is responsible or didn't take it seriously... Just take that into consideration. Do y'all want to talk yeah. about something else? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to uh, from a bunch of people being maliciously uh, treated to just uh, uh, one person who was talking about a lot of people and they were frustrated. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, so this sort of stems from, I mean, it's just sort of a thing, but uh, I came across an article that was on Slate. There's a an online uh, asking for advice of Stoya, and uh, I'm trying to remember, I can't pronounce his last name. Stoya's on it. You can find that pretty easily. <laughs> it's, it's an advice column uh, around How to do it, I think is what it's called. What is it? How to do it, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And somebody wrote in uh, who I believe was a cis man. And he was like, one thing they never tell people when they go into non-monogamy is the gender ratio and how there's always like three to one dudes at every event that I go to. And what's that about? Uh, and so conversation follows from there. Um, yeah, so I got my own thoughts on this. I'd be interested to hear from y'all. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yes. Well, I think uh, from, from the research that I've done in doing ETF for years, uh, <laughs> A lot of these situations, organizations, uh, kind of by default have to be female-led, right? And they have to be, not, not just female-led, but like they have to be considerate of the femmes in the space because if shit gets crazy, it's typically in, the craziness is in their direction. So they have to ensure that, one, they wanna ensure everyone is safe but typically the people who are the most quickly vulnerable would be the femmes. So if a woman is uncomfortable in one of the situations, it fucks everything up <laughs> because of those um, disparities. So I think what ends up happening is that uh, people, you know, that you end up with these disparities because they just kind of have to weed uh, jerks out right well okay so to to approach this from like sort of a stats perspective um the number of people who express interest in non-monogamy in general it tends to be more likely to be dudes like male identified people um however that said a lot of the qualitative research, which is not necessarily just like sheer numbers, uh, but actually talking to people, uh, what we find is that actually women, femme, non-binary folks have an easier time navigating it and managing the emotions around it and being able to navigate it. And that's not that everybody's good or any other group is all bad or anything like that. It's just that people who've been socialized as 
women uh, have tended to have the expectation of uh, handling relationships in a slightly different way and seem to be better able to navigate things like um, sharing a partner <laughs> with someone and finding other partners and being able to balance more than one relationship. But despite the fact that that is the case, what tends to happen is um, like cis straight dudes see non-monogamy as an option to have like a little harem and then they show up in a poly space and it's like, oh, we got way too much dick here. And unless you're also <laughs> interested in dick, like you're just gonna be waiting around. <laughs> unless yeah, you are sure. particularly interesting or attractive or funny or nice or whatever. <laughs> it's like the real world. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you have to have more than just your penis. I don't know what to tell you. You gotta bring other things. It's like, um, we, it's been said, and we've said it on here, that um, polyamory is just uh, schedules. It's, it's just adding more calendars to manage. So yeah, the biggest skill is that of an admin. It's just getting everybody together on the same page as far as like who's going to be where and 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 when and you know who's getting uh, the groceries today kind of stuff. So like you just have to be more open in your scheduling and more accepting of fluctuations. The more people you add to a thing, so it is just this is going to happen you have to balance that that's part of the consensual non-monogamous thing and this I is yeah this is also yeah go ahead go ahead uh i was just gonna say i feel like the guy i can't i couldn't really tell how much of my perception of the way that the guy made the like complaint was uh sort of filtered through the way they responded. But the way that they responded in the article was kind of like that this dude was like an incel. <laughs> like, but like a, just like a greedy incel because he wasn't like, nobody wants to sleep with me. He's like, I'm going to these places and not enough people want to sleep with me because there's too many guys. Like, I don't know. He seemed very like, he seemed entitled, I guess. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, so it didn't seem like it was about like, logistics it was about him feeling <laughs> bad about himself right he was like yeah i thought i would walk in the door and he'd be like thank god you're here oh my god no one's dick is out like yeah and it, it doesn't happen that way <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's just like the the uh the sexual economy in general and that's one of the things that like soya pointed out is she's like the rest of the world is oriented to, to lean very hard into make things easier for men. So there's like this one place <laughs> where we get to, to be in charge of the economy. Uh, if, if we didn't make it so difficult on women to be sexually open, maybe there'd be more women here too, is the yes. other thing. Like if we That's didn't deride women for being sexually active, if we didn't talk about the number of their partners as though that mm -hmm. was somehow an, an indicator of their morality if if we didn't you know shame women for wanting casual sex or pleasure in general like you could probably have more women at these things yeah so. yeah and it's it's a funny thing to think that adding non-monogamy to a relationship doesn't add in all of the other things it took to get to like monogamy Right, like when you were when you're out dating, when you're out on apps, when you're talking to people, 
you have to you will be subjected to rejection you kind of have to just get the fuck over it and like move on right like you you can't be just focused on one person and then when that person says no you're like well then fuck it you know you can't it, it doesn't work so when you are adding extra people in that's an extra dynamic so it's not just that yeah i think you're hot and i want to mess with you it's like I think you're hot, but then you're in a relationship with this person and I don't necessarily have to think they're hot, but I have to keep them in mind. So if you're with a nightmare, I'm leaving you alone, right? There's just <laughs> extra room and things to say no to. Um, so, you know, there's going to be more rejection in those circumstances. Uh, one piece of advice I've heard for a situation like this dude and this couple is if you really want to be like that, like just a part of your agreement with your partner can be that y'all only play as a pair, which can essentially handcuff one person, the person that's getting more attention. But if it's supposed to be this sort of thing like we are experiencing all together, then we are going to be in on any of the play that happens. And whatever the restrictions are based on people's, the, the couple's sexual proclivities, those factor in, but it's as a couple. So you can be like, I'm if if it's that bad and if you're, you know, both people in, in the couple, are cool with it. It's like, no, well, you know, the, no one's talking to me. So I guess we'll just sit here together. Um, which, you know, that always blows, but it's a thing. It's, it's a way to mitigate the feelings of it. Uh, yeah. Cassandra, what are your thoughts on monogamy, non-monogamy, all this stuff? Uh, I remember, uh, like years ago, it was probably like, probably in college someone was very openly like like very much wanted gay rights like just lgbtq all of those rights and they were like somebody was like that's great but we just have to make sure it doesn't go too far like we can't have people like marrying multiple people and i remember just sitting there going wait why not like morally i see like i don't understand why people think that that's like a big deal but also why would anyone want it <laughs> personally <laughs> like do you ever see like so like you know do, do both of you drive do both of you have cars i have okay <laughs> you know that they're like largely annoying right like you have to like get the oil change like once you have to go get gas you have to like clean them you have to do all these things mm -hmm. imagine having all of like jay leno's cars but like not right. being not having jay leno money to pay someone to take care of them all right like yeah it just seems like a lot of work like yeah. personally, but yeah. I do feel bad for this guy that he's, you know, yeah. not able to get more than one girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him. This is, it's a tough situation to be like, wait a minute, I'm not as attractive as I thought I was. That sucks. But like I've been in, <laughs> in my history, uh, I've been in uh, consensually non-monogamous relationships and non-consensually non-monogamous relationships. And I'll tell you something, uh, the non-consensual ones, a lot less stress. There's a lot less stress. There's a lot less uh, balls to juggle. <laughs> I see what I did there. But there's a, there's a lot less stress when you just keep it secrets. <laughs> I would think the do. opposite. Yeah, no. Like, no, for me, like trying to keep uh, a falsehood like straight, it would be so challenging for me. Oh, but it's, it's, oh, I mean, I don't want to delve into my shitty days, but uh, 
you're only lying to one person. That is so much easier than being truthful to a bunch of people and having to worry about everyone's feelings. You can just boldface lie to one person. You can gaslight, you can do all this bad shit, but it's just to one person. You can be truthful to everyone else. It's easy. I'm just saying, um, you know, the best way to do it is typically the harder way. So you would be truthful <laughs> to the other people. You would be like, I have a girlfriend. I'm not allowed to do this, but. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. And then they're like, cool, I get it. Sorry, go ahead. Right, yeah, and they're like, cool, I get it. Uh, I won't, you know, if I see you with someone in the street, I'll wait for you to say hi to me before I say hi to you, you know? Or uh, you, you can tell your friends, hey, uh, this is happening, so when you see me with this other person, just don't mention nobody. Or, you know, hey, I was with the wrong person on Friday. Guess who you didn't see on Friday? Or guess who you did see on Friday, right? Like. Again, you, you can confide in, in other people and I'm typically- I'm already like so overwhelmed by the lies. <laughs> I, can't I can't keep track of my regular life and remember like what I did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a jerk move because you're, you're pulling, essentially pulling people into the closet with you, right, of, of these lies. Oh, and people have done that to me, yeah. Yeah, and many times people will be like, don't put me in your shit. And you just know that like you have to be around that person less because you're committed to lying to one person. Again, is a lot less drama. That's a big commitment. It is it is a big commitment, but like, you know, that's a lot of cake to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, the thoughts and emotions of Daryl Charles have nothing to do with Daryl Charles. Um, but <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the idea of consensual non-monogamy or just ethical non-monogamy, a lot of people like to walk into it like, cool, more genitals. And that's all they have to think about. And it's like, nah, man, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of conversations you have to have before you even see a nipple. Like, oh, <laughs> so many conversations you have to have before anything happens. And then it's all of the same feelings that you had when you were absolutely single. It's just that you have someone else to fucking convalesce with when your feelings are hurt and you go home and nobody touched your ball. Oh. <laughs> Although I do have to say, uh, I was thinking about what you said, Cassandra, and like on one hand, yes, like the keeping track of all the cards, but there is the other flip side of that in if everybody that you're involved with is also non-monogamous, then you are not the only person responsible for taking care of those cars. So that's the mm. upside. It's like when you have the bandwidth, I'm like, I'm going to go take the fucking care of this Mustang. Um, and somebody else can take care of the Jeep today. You know, something like that. It's like I Lyft. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying it's like Lyft. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I also... <laughs> I feel like... To change metaphors to make it uh, help the point I'm trying to make is like, I personally, so like I get it, like, so like I had a dog and like my mom would like take care of the dog while I was at work. And so like, it was like multiple people helping to, to take care of the dog and mm -hmm. that's good. But I would rather just have a cat that could take care of its fucking self, like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> yeah. All right, that makes a lot of sense. And okay, I'm glad. I wasn't sure if it was going to. Yeah. Well, no, but if you had like multiple cats, then you can actually pay less attention to the cats because they 
uh, will entertain each other. You just have more shit to clean up and you have to be more <laughs> deliberate about cleaning up your shit so your house doesn't smell like cat pee. But you have, have, you have to spend less individual time with the cats. And then sometimes you're laying down and all these cats get on you and you feel so much love. <laughs> I love metaphors. <laughs> well, in the interest of time, shall we, uh, shall we move this talk of dogs and cats to dog years? Yes. All right. Now we are ready for our next regular segment. It is about to be game time. Yeah, it is game time. Slide jump from beginning. All right, yay, I did great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going well. All right, uh, so this is a game we've been bringing back old games because not only did ETF turn seven last month, which is bonkers, um, but uh, we uh, now that we have this visual medium because we're doing videos, we've been bringing back these old games. So this is a game that we originally played in March of 2018. So bringing it back, bringing it back. Uh, and the game is Price is Right Celebrity <laughs> Age Gaps. So what, so what you're going to be doing is guessing the number of years between these two famous people in a relationship. At least they were in 2018. I have some updates. Uh, <laughs> as close as you can go without going over. Makes Too many sense? cars in the garage. So like if one is 40 and one is 30, we're guessing the 10. Correct. Guessing, okay. That is exactly how we would do it. Yeah. All right. right. So would anyone like to go first? Please, Cassandra. All right. So here is your first celebrity couple. In case you don't recognize them, that is Camilla Alves and Matthew McConaughey. What is your guess for the difference between them in age? Uh, I'll go with nine. Nine. Nine is, nine is very close. The difference is 13. Mm. Oh. 13. So as of 2018, she was 35 and he was 47, which means that dude's about 50 now. So yeah, 13 years between them. Well, you know, uh, is anyone else gonna bring up the quote? He keeps getting older, but the <laughs> girls stay the same age. All right, anyway. That's pretty good. That's not problematic at all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a 15 year difference now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, that's, that's what like happens. A like Leonardo DiCaprio has never dated anyone over 25. Yeah, yo, that chart. They yo, just, look up that chart. Yeah, they get closer to 25, and sometimes he stayed with people until they were 25, and then they break up. But he's never dated <laughs> anyone over 25, and that dude's almost 50. It's bananas. He's emotionally stunted. <laughs> <laughs> or just a control freak, you know. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Daryl, you, you ready for yours? Yes. All right. Do you know who these folks are? Oh, I know that that's George Clooney. Yeah, and his wife, that... Amal Clooney. Yeah. Ah, see, I, I, I didn't know that that L was just a post. Yeah, cool. uh, she's an international like human rights lawyer, I think. Ah. Um, well, they look happy, and he looks uh, very uh, enamored which is nice, despite the fact that there is a 16-year age difference. 
Very close. 17. Oh, one year. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Mm. All right. We ready for our next one? Boom. Sandra, you know who these folks are? Yes. I recently learned what the age difference was, too. Like, like probably like last year sometime. Uh, the age difference between Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi is... Uh, is it like 18 years? Very close. It is 15. Oh. 15. So you did technically go over, but I'm actually just counting how many years off you were. Just how many years you <laughs> That makes sense. I love the face of the dude in the back. He is, that is seat filler status right there. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah, I don't recognize a lot of other people behind them. <laughs> I, feel I like think that, just especially at the, the dudes peeking, that's a seat filler. It's like, ooh, they're taking a picture. We out here. I'm using this as a credit. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. All right. No. Oh, man. Um, oh, shoot. It's so funny because it's like, oh, I know that this is Jay Z and Beyonce. So I should know the numbers between their eight. Yeah, why would I know that? I don't know that. I don't, <laughs> why I, would anyone know that fact? <laughs> right. I mean, I understand that. Like, I remember. Yeah. Let's see. When he wrote "Soldier," <laughs> that was two thousand. <laughs> At that point, well, Jay Z's like in his fifties, and Beyonce's in her thirties. So, I think something like that. So let's say. 21 years. Uh, it is 12. 12? 12 year difference, yeah. In a I'm 20... dyslexic. I got it right. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm not dyslexic. It's, it's rude. Uh, yeah, in 2018, <laughs> he was 47 and she was 36. So 12 oh. year difference. That's, I mean, I was, that's not bad. But I mean, you know. If you saw a 13-year-old holding hands with a one-year-old, you would not think uh, they were, uh, you know, dating. dating. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't. Neither one of them should really be dating. They don't know what they're doing. They should, the 13-year-old should barely be left alone, like, just in, like, a, I'm going to the store, make sure this child doesn't die, I'm coming right back. Like, you should, yeah. But if you get young enough, almost any age difference becomes creepy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, you ready, Cassandra? Uh, sure. Do you know who these folks are? Uh, I know who Hugh Jackman is, and I assume that's Hugh Jackman's wife. Is she famous? Should I know her? Deborah Lee Furness. She is not as famous as he is. No, I mean, she's no X-Men. No, she is not. <laughs> she's no Wolverine. Uh, I'm going to go with eight years. 13. Wow. And she is uh, 13 years older. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was about to ask that question, but I felt yeah. like it was rude. No, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the interesting things is there's, uh, you know, in, the, in the, the couples where they are a different gender, it is a rare thing, especially among famous people. So, yeah, yeah they've been together for well over 20 years. So uh, That is adorable. That's fantastic. It's very cute. Hugh Jackman's right. always struck me as a good guy. I have no information to really corroborate that. Uh, for Jack all I Fields know, a, like a big nerd, like a yeah? theater nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, he's a big, big theater, theater guy. 
Yeah, he's yeah. a bu big musical theater guy. So that I think that is how I'm lending uh, credulity, right? I guess like, yeah. Oh, the dude loves to sing and dance. He can't hurt nobody. <laughs> As if that's a thing. Like, of course he can. It's probably easier. <laughs> People are shunned by most of society because they'll break out in the songs at a Denny's. <laughs> of course you can abuse them right after. Anyway. <laughs> You ready? Because like, I accidentally hit the button. <laughs> so this is my turn, right? Yeah. Do you know who these folks are? I know it's Zachary Quinto, uh, yeah. uh, who's known for being Spock, but I'll always remember him as Skyler. Um, but I don't know who the other person is. Miles McMillan, less famous. No, now, okay. Just as a heads up, they actually split in 2019 to oh. be together for six years. Oh, that means he must have turned 25. So. <laughs> Uh, seven. There is a 12-year age gap between wow, these two. These yeah. are well-hydrated people. So <laughs> at this point, uh, Zach Minto was 40 and Miles was 28. And that was a couple of years ago. So <laughs> drink yeah. water. <laughs> yeah, drink water and exercise. It's, all right. It's not, right. It's not over for me yet. These are going to start getting a little bit more challenging, just so you know. More? So okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like a lot. <laughs> do, you, do you know who these folks are? Uh, yes. Um, I cannot remember their names at the moment, but... Sarah uh, Paulson and Holland Taylor. Yeah. Folks who don't know. So... I assume... I know Sarah Paulson is older than me. I'm going to guess she's roughly 45. I'm going to go with 32 years. Right on the nose, 32 years. Woo! Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So uh, as That means you, get, you win the prize and you get to do the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so when this was... When this game was first created, uh, Sarah Paulson was 43, so now she's probably roughly about 45. Holland Taylor was 75 at the time, so now like 77-ish. So. Yeah. Well, they have to stay home now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <next. laughs> Why would I say that? Go ahead. <laughs> All, All right, deliveries in that house, baby. Ah, come on. Come on, laptop. There we go. No idea who these people are. Never seen that is, before in my life. That is Jimmy Page. Okay. Famous musician. And uh, Scarlett uh, Sabeck. I think that's how you say it. S-A-B-E-C. Okay. Um, Jimmy Page is the guitarist, right? Like. Um, yes. Yes. From, from some band? I believe it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. It was your culture. <laughs> not mine. Uh, <laughs> that is dad culture. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't even think I've ever heard a Zeppelin song. Oh, you have, because Chase Utley comes up to bat to Cashmere. To... Cashmere. So, I Cashmere. think so. so, uh, so oh, yeah, maybe... that's the, the Godzilla song from yeah, the Matthew yeah. Broderick one. Yeah. 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 See, that's how I know that. <laughs> that's my cultural reference. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, If we had 32 before, I'm going to go with a cool 
40. Let's yeah, let's just go hard. 46. Damn! How do I undershoot that? Like, I mean, yeah. but yeah, Impressive. that's something. Yeah, so that's at this something. point, he was 74, she was 27. They are still together. Uh, in a recent, in an interview that I read, she'd originally been kind of like ashamed and nervous because she thought people were going to think it was a joke, but they're still together. So, um, good for them. I don't, I don't think that's a joke. I think that is serious. I'm serious. I lost your sound. Oh no. Oh no. Like, uh, I first of all just thought she was younger than that even. Like I didn't even think she was 27. But like yeah, yeah it just is not. Can you imagine know. being 42 and a person is born? Maybe my soulmate just hasn't been born yet. Like I just gotta wait another five years for them to be born to be and born then, and then wait for them to mature yeah like another 25 years after that and then meet them and still be interested in fucking like come on like oh my god i'll just Not wait to say until that leonardo DiCaprio fuck, breaks up with them and then right there. that's the other thing oh my goodness you gotta wait for DiCaprio to be finished <laughs> Then you gotta give it like another two years. <laughs> well, they gotta like get over the breakup, so like. Touche. You would hope it was a rebound thing that stuck. It's just like I just got out of a bad relationship with like you know college guy, and then I met Jimmy, and he was you know I don't want to say a father figure because that's creepy, but he was there for me, and he he gave me some candy and some toys, and. You know, it, it ended up becoming a thing. Also, this is grandfather figure, if we're going with that. Like, Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should be a grandpa at 46. Yeah. Well, All I mean, you, it depends. With ready? these people, they are. Yeah. Uh, you ready for next 50. one? No? Yeah, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> now that I announced it, there we go. All right, so these two actually are currently in the process of getting divorced. Yay! What a time to get divorced. <laughs> she uh, she filed um, in April and wasn't able to because of COVID. <laughs> but is now able to go ahead. She pushed uh, for an emergency thing. So, uh, do you know who these folks are? Uh, I know that's Ann Olson. That's my that turn, is, right? Uh, that is Mary Kate Olson. Okay. Um, and her husband Olivier Sarkozy, who's the brother of Nicholas, Nicholas. Sarkozy. Yeah. Um, all right, so she's got to be like close to 30 by now. And I'm gonna go with 24 years. There is a 17 year difference between mm. them. Yeah. So when we made this game, he was 48. She was 31. So mm. add a couple years to that. But yes, yeah, 17 year difference. And what did I mean, you that say? picture says a divorce. Is it 24? What's 24. that? I'm saying that picture says a divorce is on the way. <laughs> He's like trying to hold on to her and she's like, mm -hmm. like yeah. Oh, <laughs> how over it I am. His hand is on my leg and I hate it here. <laughs> he always just kind of looks mad though in general. <laughs> she's like really mad for being a billionaire by the time she was 18. And I feel like you don't get to be mad when you're a billionaire. I'm so upset. You got it, dude. 
<laughs> All right, we ready? Mm-hmm. All right, this nope. is speed round. We're going into the end. All right. Oh, um, 20. So. Warren Beatty and Annette Bening. Uh, it is 21, so very close. Oh, yes, man. Very, very close. All right. Uh, oh. Uh, Emily Livingston and Jeff Goldblum, 31 years apart. And last one, you're both going to get a chance to guess this. They are no longer together. They do have a child together. They split up in 2018, shortly after we made this game. I feel like we caused it. Uh, this is Cheryl <laughs> Cole and Liam Payne, formerly of One Direction. Everybody mm. gets to guess. I'm happy for these people. I've never seen them before in my life. Yeah. Even though, given the fact that they're on this game, I've seen them before in my life. <laughs> uh, I go with 12. Yeah, I'm going to go with like six. Like, I mean, these are just well-manicured people. A little nipple yep. out there. All right, whatever. The uh, correct <laughs> answer was 10. She is <laughs> 10 years older. All right, so that is... I'm sorry, how much did you say, Cassandra, for this one? 12. 12, okay, so plus two... All right, I gotta do a little quick math. Y'all be funny in the meantime. Quick maths. Uh, I found out recently that uh, Jason Momoa is closer in age to Zoe Kravitz than he is to his wife. Mm. That's awesome. That's, yes. <laughs> that's good stuff. I mean, Lisa Bonato, I mean, hey, you know, she can do what she wants. I get it. 100%. Uh, um, one of my favorite songs ever is uh, Pink and Blue by Andre 3000 from the album The Love Below from the dual release from Outcast Speaker Box and The Love Below. And it is about being in a May-December relationship where the woman is the December. And uh, every lyric in that is, is great. And it starts problematically with a, a sample of Aaliyah saying AJ nothing but a number. So that's a little weird. But the rest of it is very good. And um, one of my favorite things, uh, he says, uh, I think, uh, uh, actually, I think it's funky in a Claire Hextable type of way. That's what he says, because she has a little gray in her hair. And I was like, oh, that's, that's adorable. <laughs> All right, so you ready to find out the winner? Yeah. So I took your, the distance between your answer and the correct answer and then added them up. And so that means the smaller score is the winner. All right, so Daryl came in with 26. And Cassandra with 24. Cassandra, you are a winner! Yay! Yeah! Congrats! Uh, you nailed uh, one. I mean, that was probably the one to put it over. Like, you just, yeah. If we'd been playing by Prices Right rules, you definitely would have won. Mm -hmm. I went over a lot. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> we can't be sued this way! Yeah! <laughs> Take all these dollars from the internet, these bitcoins that you get for streaming things. <laughs> so your prize is you get to say all of your plugs first. <laughs> Where can uh, people find out more about you? Uh, I have absolutely nothing going <laughs> on. Uh, maybe I can get up to a thousand Twitter followers this year. Uh, it's, I think it's Cassandra D with an underscore before and after it. I think, yeah. <laughs> That's how you get them. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, 
You'll see it. It's right. I, no consistent branding amongst all my social media. Every one of my things has a different name because there's a woman who writes erotic novels named Cassandra D. And I think she snatched up all the Cassandra D things. So I always have to be something else. I get it. The, the owner of DarylCharles.com has like a PhD in video games or some shit like that. Uh, he's living the life that I wanted to live. Like when I found that out, I was like, oh man, he's black too, I think. It's like, son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, he took everything from me. <laughs> he's like, I don't even know who you are. It's a fucking meme. <laughs> Not too late to kill him and impersonate him. Hey, we out here. Huh? Cut this out. Cut this part out. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? What you got coming up? Um, oh man, what do I got coming up? Uh, you know, uh, go to DarylCharlesComedy.com, uh, find out my dates. I, I'm, I'm doing stuff later in the month. Uh, I'll be on electoral dysfunction soon, right? And we Me both too. will. And uh, yeah, and I'll be on the match game that's presented by CSE. And, uh, you know, get my album Black Gentrifier, please. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah, so I've postponed a lot of my shows so that people pay attention to stuff that really matters, like Black Lives Matter protests and stuff. Uh, but a lot of it is going to be rescheduled. Uh, so, like, we're going to have Slut Church, uh, we're assuming will be uh, June 27th. So, if you want to see some metal BDSM burlesque, <laughs> check out Slut Church Show on Instagram. Uh, get You a Babe Who Can Do Both, which is our burlesque show that combines TED Talks and burlesque. Uh, is <laughs> It's great. It's going to be postponed really to July. We're doing it with the National Liberty Museum. So uh, check out the National Liberty Museum's uh, information for, for getting tickets to that. So they'll be happening later because this stuff, we never stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> it will never stop. stop. Um, well, hopefully it will stop. Uh, hopefully we all get to a day where we go, all right, cool. We did it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I think I'll be dead by then. Um, but you know, hey, what are you gonna do? The stress, it kills early. <laughs> well, happy Pride Month, y'all. There are the things. Yeah, go be gay and do crimes. You know? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on, Cassandra. It was super awesome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you everyone for joining us. You will see us next time. We'll see you next time. Yeah. She turned me shady. I heard she. D. T. F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck.